Welcome to the Paul Stone Sports Podcast. For over 30 years, Paul Stone has been seriously handicapping college football, college basketball, and PGA Tour golf. Over the past five seasons, spanning almost 600 releases, Paul has hit 55% against the spread in college football, gaining the respect of sports books and bettors throughout the world. He is monitored by highly respected the Sports Monitor of Oklahoma City. Paul has also won two major Las Vegas football handicapping contests and finished in the top four in two others. Each week, Paul will provide exclusive handicapping insights on the podcast. To receive Paul's exact picks each week, you can sign up for member-only access at paulstonesports.org. Now, on to the show. Man, who'd have thunk it? I started this podcast one year ago, not really knowing where it would go, uh, how it would be received, and here we are 12 months later. Uh, The podcast reception, uh, frankly, has exceeded uh, all expectations. Uh, it's been a lot of fun, and it's also been a lot of work. Uh, hello again, sports betting fans. I'm Paul Stone, and welcome to episode 52. Uh, that's episode 52 of the Paul Stone Sports Podcast, exactly one year in the podcast business. This week's podcast, appropriately titled by my dad, It's Never Too Early to Bet a Little College Football. Have truer words ever been spoken? Uh, You maybe have noticed, and maybe not, and if not, we'll certainly inform you. In the last week or so, Caesars, uh, which now operates in at least 22 U.S. states, uh, it's always changing, it seems, but Caesars opened lines on 11 college football games in so-called week zero and then week one. Uh, Also, FanDuel, uh, which operates now in at least 15 states, They last week, and I'm recording uh, as a point of reference on Tuesday, May 17th. Uh, It's about uh, 435 Central. But FanDuel last week, they first released 44 what I would call college football games of the year from the beginning of the season through October 22nd. So initially, 44 games in that time frame. And then I believe it was on Sunday, this past Sunday, May 15th, FanDuel came back and released 40 more games from the season's midpoint uh, all the way through the Army-Navy game on December 10th. I believe my math is correct on the number of games now available at at FanDuel. I guess it's a total of 84. If I'm off, if you go on there and you only count 83, uh, don't send me an email. I I was wrong. (laughs) I did my best. Uh, Bet the games that are up there, but I think it's 84. So uh, a lot of games out there. If you were in of one in one of the states where FanDuel operates, or can get to one of the states uh, that FanDuel operates, in this week's podcast, I'm going to first of all give a tournament matchup in golf's second major, uh, the PGA Championship, which begins this Thursday, May 19th, at Southern Hills Country Club in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And then after that, I'm also going to give two weekend opening week uh, plays that I made at Caesars. Uh, In the spirit of full disclosure, uh, this is not going to be original content, so to speak. If you follow me on Twitter, uh, I tweeted out those two selections last week uh, that I made there at Caesars. If you don't follow me on Twitter, you know, please consider doing so. 
my Twitter handle at Paul Stone Sports. And then last but not least in this week's podcast, I'm going to provide one of the game of the year plays that I made recently at FanDuel. I think so far I've maybe made a total of eight. Uh, so I'm going to release a game of the year play released uh, that I made recently rather at FanDuel. So there's going to be four comp plays, one matchup uh, of those four being one matchup in the PGA Championship, full tournament matchup, and then three selections in college football included on this week's podcast. And while I'm at it, I mean, let's just keep going. I'm going to also give out, I made uh, six outright bets on the outright winner of the PGA Championship, uh, two what I'd call short shots, two of the favorites. Uh, two medium-range shots, and then two so-called bombs or long shots. So I'm going to give out six outrights in the PGA as well. We're going to give out a lot of uh, selections. Hopefully we'll have some winners in there. I'm going to start out, first of all, again, with the PGA, that full tournament matchup uh, that I'm going to give you. is going to feature a a couple of guys who are certainly, in my mind anyway, among those players in the 156-player field who could be in the conversation among potential champions come this Sunday. Those gentlemen being Shane Lowry and Joaquin Neiman. Always know this, doesn't matter if you're betting golf or any other sport, but especially in golf, prices can vary substantially in all golf betting markets, including matchups. So shop around and find the best price. Uh, but I'm seeing Lowry uh, as favorable as minus 126 over Neiman at one shot. And I do indeed. I like the lad from Northern Ireland, uh, the 2019 Open champion Shane Lowry in this matchup. Uh, in his last four majors, looking at his uh, performance in the majors, in his last four, he's finished tied for third, that coming in this year's Masters, tied for 12th in the 2021 Open Championship, tied for 65th in the 2021 U.S. Open, and then tied for fourth in last year's 2021 PGA Championship. In fact, you look at Lowry, he's finished tied for 12th or better in three of the last four PGA Championships. So he's played well in this particular tournament. Plus, he's made the cut in 10 straight majors. So I like all that. And if you need a little recent uh, form, how's this? Lowry has finished in the top 25 in each of his last nine stroke play events. Neiman, uh, he's a good golfer, a great golfer. Meanwhile, uh, he's a guy who's made the cut uh, in his last six majors uh, as well. But his best finish among that span is only tied for 23rd in the 2020 U.S. Open. So there you have it, uh, my full tournament matchup in this week's PGA Championship. Take Shane Lowry in a full tournament matchup over Joaquin Neiman at minus 126. And now, here's a little bonus. I'm going to give you six outrights, uh, as I indicated in this week's PGA Championship. Uh, To be clear, my heaviest concentration uh, of my betting activity is on tournament matchups because the house's theoretical hold percentage is lower in that marketplace. So my total investment any week on outrights, uh, betting golf might be half, collectively half, of one of my smaller tournament matchup plays, if that makes sense. 
I'm going to start with the short shots. Uh, not really very sexy. Uh, not normally my MO uh, to bet uh, favorites or near favorites in golf tournaments. But I can't look past the University of Texas duo of Scotty Scheffler and Jordan Speed. You know, Scheffler, unquestionably the hottest golfer in the world right now. He absolutely loves Southern Hills Country Club. Called it uh, as recently as a couple weeks ago his favorite golf course in the world, I believe. And Spieth, the guy's a short game magician. And insiders are saying that players who are deft around the greens this week are going to have a leg up on the field. Uh, Spieth seems to be coming around. So I took, again, you're going to shop around. You're going to find your best price. Uh, but I took Scheffler at 10 to 1 and took Spieth at almost 20 to 1. And again, there are, there are a few markets. You just can't harp on this enough or stress it enough. There are few markets in sports betting where price shopping is more critical than betting outrights. Uh, and, and certainly betting outrights in golf is no different. Savvy bettors who have multiple accounts, you know, they certainly have a huge advantage over the unsophisticated player who, you know, does one shop, one stop betting. You know, if that's all, if that's all you can get, you know, one account, uh, one place to bet for whatever reason, you know, I understand, you know, I'm not ridiculing, you know, you at all, but I would be remiss if I didn't point out that the guy with five or six outs, when he does cash that ticket on one of these longer shots, he's going to perhaps cash at 70 to one when he does indeed cash. And you're only going to get paid 40 to one on the same player in the same tournament uh, at your single account. And that makes a big difference in your bankroll if you're trying to win more than you lose. Certainly when you're betting golf, if you can get to Las Vegas and uh, go to Circa, or if you live in Las Vegas, Circa certainly has the lowest hold percentage uh, in the outright golf betting markets that I'm aware of. I've never seen anybody uh, in the ballpark of Circa, so they do a great job, offer uh, the fairest marketplace for those wagers uh, in the world, to my knowledge. Uh, anyway, again, um, I might have mentioned Scheffler. I don't want to step over myself, but I've, I've seen Scheffler as favorable as 12 to 1 seen speed at almost 20 to 1. So those are my two short shots. Uh, my mid shots, you know, I'm recommending, first of all, the aforementioned Lowry at 39 to 1. And then we'll go to my next mid shot, young Will Zalatoris, who has finished in the top eight in four of his last six major appearances. Zalatoris at 43 to 1. And now for my, my so-called bombs, uh, my long shots. First of all, I took Keegan Bradley, uh, who could contend this week if his putting is simply average. Uh, he struggled with the putter through the years. I think he ranks right now 92nd uh, in strokes gained putting, which is pretty much holding a serve. So if he can improve on that just a little bit, Keegan, Keegan Bradley, in good recent form, hits the ball very well. Took Keegan Bradley at 92-1, to 1, and then also took long-hitting Cameron Champ, uh, who I saw earlier today, at 155 to 1. So to rehash uh, my six outright recommendations uh, for some lunch money, a ham sandwich, if you will, this week in the PGA Championship, Scotty Scheffler at around 12 to 1, Speak 20 to 1, Lowry at 39 to 1, Zalatoris at 43 to 1,
Bradley at 92 to 1, and Cameron Champ at 155 to 1. Get the best price you can. Hopefully, you can get around those prices and maybe even uh, better than those prices, especially if you have access to uh, the numbers there at Circa. So, looking at college football now, uh, last week uh, at Caesars, as I uh, mentioned earlier, I made a couple of uh, plays in week one games. Uh, again, those have already been posted on Twitter. Uh, first of all, without further ado, I took Road Underdog West Virginia plus eight and a half points over Pitt, and additionally took Road Favorite and defending Pac 12 champion Utah at Pitt over Florida. Uh, as of earlier today, Pitt was laying seven now to West Virginia, while the Utah-Florida contest uh, was listed at pick the same number uh, that I took the Utes last week. Uh, In the uh, West Virginia Pitt game, seven, obviously not as good as getting eight and a half, but I could still recommend playing West Virginia, obviously at a slightly lesser amount, but I could still recommend taking West Virginia at plus seven uh, at Pitt in that season opener for both teams. Uh, Utah traveling to Gainesville. Uh, Obviously, uh, as I mentioned, I did take Utah. Uh, But traveling to Gainesville Labor Day weekend to play Florida. Certainly the temperature could be a factor. Uh, I'm not going to go overboard on the Utes. But, you know, I look at these elements um, and weigh them even more significantly in my handicap. This is going to be Billy Napier's first game as Florida's head coach. And Utah, simply, in my mind, they have the better roster at this point, in my opinion. So I took, again, West Virginia plus 8.5 at Pitt and Utah at Pitt at Florida. None of my comp play on uh, the college football game of the year lines now available uh, at FanDuel. We're going to look at a neutral site SEC game being played Saturday September 24th at AT&T Stadium, a.k.a. Jerry's World in Arlington, Texas. And this is going to be a game between the Texas A&M Aggies and the Arkansas Razorbacks. Arkansas has covered four straight games in this series, all as underdogs, uh, all in the underdog role, included in those four straight covers as an underdog. Last year's 20-10 outright victory over the Aggies as a a four-and-a-half-point underdog. Uh, Arkansas, you look at them in the underdog role in Sam Pittman's first two seasons there in Fayetteville. The Razorbacks are money-making 11-and-5 against the spread as the betting underdog. A&M currently favored at FanDuel by seven-and-a-half points over Arkansas. I actually made this number closer to a field goal. Uh, Texas A&M unquestionably going to be a preseason top-ten team. But I think it's, you know, I think the Aggies are somewhat overvalued. Uh, you know, they still have quarterback uh, issues or questions. I think Haynes King uh, can be the guy, but he got hurt early last year. Uh, he is a dual threat guy who can uh, throw and run. And then you've got uh, LSU transfer Max Johnson also competing for the job. But they've got the quarterback question for sure. And they lost some uh, key players as well. Kenyon Green, the offensive guard. Uh, lost him and uh, some other guys, DeMarvin Leal, uh, Leal uh, on the defensive line, lost him as well. So they've lost some key players, and uh, I think the Aggies are a little bit overvalued at 7.5 over Arkansas. Uh, you might have to pay minus 115. I did. 
Now, that was the line they were listing, the line they had available. So I'm recommending to take Arkansas plus 7.5 at minus 115 over Texas A&M as it seeks its fifth straight cover in this series. You know, my game of the year plays, um, I can't emphasize enough on these plays uh, like the A&M Arkansas game that if I make a game of the year play, my thinking is that the number won't be available. The number I'm taking today in the spring, in mid-May, that number won't be available the week of the game. Or for that matter, even later this summer. You know, I don't need the action. I'm not betting college football in May, you know, just to feel alive, you know, and just to be able to say I have some skin in the game. You know, I'm tying up a piece of my bankroll for, you know, six months in some cases. So if I think the line I see today, if I think the line I see today is the same line I'm going to see in mid-November, that's a hard pass for me. You know, I'm not tying up my money. But I don't think Arkansas is going to be getting seven and a half points from Texas A&M come late September. And I really should be back in school. Hopefully, most of you got that. Maybe the vast majority of you got that. Maybe not. Uh, in fact, you know, that line's not going to be seven and a half. I think it's going to be A&M favored by somewhere between three and six. You know, also understand that just because I take Arkansas plus seven and a half at minus 115, there's a potential, a possibility I'll play back some of that position on the other side, you know, especially if there's a mass. And I'm not saying I do it a whole lot. I probably do it on less than 20% of my, my tickets. But if there's a nice middle opportunity, you know, going across a key number or two, you know, I mean, like if A&M, uh, for instance, is favored by three points over Arkansas game week, yeah, I'm probably going to play the Aggies minus three for 50% of my original wager made last week on the Razor, Razorbacks. So, you know, that provides, first of all, no things, no bet's a sure thing. So first of all, that kind of provides me with sort of a some some insurance protection, if you will. Not the main reason I do it, because you know you want to win, uh, but it provides you with a little insurance on one hand, uh, and on the other, you know, it gives you a winner on both tickets uh, if A and M wins by four, five, six, or seven points. Uh, a three point win by A and M in that scenario would mean one winner uh, and a push. So it's important, again, to understand my end game here. You know, it's to get value and to potentially create leverage. Again, it's not to have early action on college football games because, damn it, you know, I love it so much. I can't wait. <laughs> you know, I'm always trying to get closing line value uh, through any and all available markets, even those uh, offered in mid-May. So uh, that's where I'm coming from on these games of the year. And now for uh, a plug for Paul Stone Sports, I'm going to be releasing here shortly seven term, at least seven tournament matchups, probably more, but at least seven tournament matchups uh, in the PGA Championship again, which tees off uh, in two days on Thursday, May 17th at Southern Hills in Tulsa. Going to be offering all my tournament matchups and round-by-round -round matchups. Again, at least seven of those matchups for $39. And then if you want... My PGA season package, all of my matchups, both tournament and round-by-round round in all PGA events through the Tour Championship in early September, 
now available for just one nineteen. So you can get this week's selections in the PGA Championship, a weekend pass for $39, or my full season package, remaining package, through early September in PGA Tour Golf for just $119. If interested in either of my golf packages, please visit my website, paulstonesports.org. Again, that's paulstonesports.org. I'm going to have a big announcement soon. I know I'm kind of keep putting it off. I'm just trying to get my ducks in a row. I'd rather be uh, right than, than first, so to speak. So I want to be sure that uh, I'm comfortable and have all my T's crossed and my I's dotted. But I'm going to have a big announcement soon. Again, this is going to be available, uh, my college football season-long package, uh, by the end of this month, by the end of May. Um, probably uh, this time uh, next weekend would be when I would anticipate. There are certainly going to be several bonuses provided to early subscribers. Uh, Again, just ironing out some details. So thanks for your patience. Going to be bigger and better than ever. Uh, I'll be seeking my eighth straight winning season against the spread in college football and in, uh, you know, just day-to-day preparation. Just the only way to do it is to work hard, is to uh, stay uh, immersed in the handicapping process, to uh, check your processes, to just – accumulate as much information as you can. Uh, You're laying 11 to get back 10. Uh, You've got to be better uh, than the the line maker, than the person that puts out the betting number. So I I take that, uh, you know, that challenge very seriously and work at it uh, extremely diligently. I don't really concern myself what others do, you know, as far as how much time they put into it, how much effort they put into it, and, and so forth and so on, because we're all just an experiment of one. Uh, they're not my opponent. You know, the line maker's my opponent. Uh, but I would be surprised if anybody uh, works any harder than I do, because uh, I'm at it uh, around the clock pretty much. So preparing for another football season, the 2022 college football season. Uh, thanks again for listening this week. Uh, please email me uh, if you have any questions, ideas, or just need information. Uh, my email, paulstonesports at gmail.com. Those of you who are golf fans or maybe just general sports fans who maybe drop in during the uh, major uh, golf championships, hope everyone enjoys the PGA Championship. If you choose to bet on the, uh, the tournament, hopefully you'll have a successful uh, PGA Championship uh, this week, uh, looking for a great event again there in Tulsa. A very uh, good move uh, a couple of years ago by the PGA Tour, moving this event uh, to the uh, middle part of May. It had been buried there during the summer, in late summer, and this is a much better position as golf's second major rather than its former position as golf's fourth major. So looking forward to the PGA Championship this week. Everybody, great, uh, great luck. Have a great week. Until next time, signing off again, I'm Paul Stone. Thank you for listening to the Paul Stone Sports Podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. And visit paulstonesports.org to sign up for member-only access to Paul's college football, college basketball, and PGA Tour golf picks and predictions. 